Hey everyone, this is part two of an interview with Generation 180's founder, Sandy Reiske. It originally aired on Josh Spodek's Leadership and the Environment podcast. In this episode, you'll hear all about Generation 180. Enjoy. I met you through Generation 180, which is a nonprofit, which is a, now is that a new direction? What, what led you to do Generation 180? And how is Generation 180 different? It's a little bit similar to the wave power idea, which is how can I really uh, have an impact? What, where are the big levers in society that decarbonize? What's the biggest lever? And all my career, it's been on producing energy. Let's get our energy production to be clean. And sometime around 2012, 2013, I started thinking to myself, wow, look at how we consume energy, how much opportunity there is to save energy by being more efficient, but also look at these new products. Look at the solar panels are getting cheaper and cheaper uh, for individuals. And, and, uh, you know, here come electric cars. And so in 2012, I started, started thinking to myself and started doing some research into, you know, how big is the carbon footprint of a normal household? How much would that be reduced if you use totally what I call local energy? Uh, and it turns out the average household in the U.S. uses about 65 tons. And direct energy, which is what I was just talking about, so your heating and your power and your car, is about is about 22 tons of it. So you know, close to uh, one third, two thirds, uh, closer to a third is you know those things. And now we have these new products, and really they're just getting to market, and they're wildly popular. <laughs> you know, it was starting to happen, and I could see it happening. And I thought, you know, this is a way. There's a simple idea here, which is now that it's that we have the opportunity as consumers directly to buy better clean energy products, we should be doing that. It's like an energy ethic that's been enabled. We've been enabled by the we have agency. So in, the language has always been we must do this for the environment. We must change that. We we should do this. We should. And now it's the language is you know I can, I, you know I will save money. We can shift to uh to clean energy and it's uh so the the generation 180 was really about calling that out and making it clear that calling out that that changes we can change we can reduce our consumption it's easier than ever it's enriching our lives to do so is am i getting it right you're that spot on yep man i gotta get this out there that there's two people i've met who i've heard expressing the notion that we can do this we have to want to do it and it improves our lives and there's every reason to do it. The whole rest of the world is, seems to view reducing consumption as deprivation and sacrifice and something that, that they'll begrudgingly do or they want credit for doing when it's not that way at all. It's like, it's like something you get to do. And after you do it, you wish you had done it earlier. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, that's the big, you know, one of the big things I'm trying to do here is to, is to change beliefs from this is deprivation sacrifice to I wish I'd done it earlier. Yeah. And actually, yeah. So I got to share that when you and I met face to face for the first time, we both kept asking each other, is anyone else doing this? And we kept, no. <laughs> Why? It's, it's, it's unbelievable to me that you can look at like what we can do. And when you make these changes, it improves your life and no one's getting it out there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of people that are trying to advance solar and efficiency. So I wouldn't say that, but I'd say that 
I, I feel like there is a framing, a, a viewpoint that's missing. And, and this, the best way I can think of to say it is that energy is changing. And, and, and if we're energy aware, what we're saying is, this is, we need just a total cultural shift. It's actually already happening. So energy awareness, you know, in the seventies and sixties, whatever in California was probably one of the leaders, very early leaders in efficiency and awareness about energy so that it kind of was in the same basket, let's say as, as recycling or, you know, seatbelts, it's like a, a cultural decision. This is a social norm. We're going to be energy efficient. And you can look at California's consumption versus any other state, and they were amazing at uh, managing their energy consumption just because of that cultural shift. And that's what I think can and is already uh, spreading across the country. It is energy awareness is a movement now because for the first time we can take action. Just a few years ago, you wouldn't want to buy solar panels or an electric car because they were too expensive. Today, you can. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't just say after awareness, you then said and act because yeah. I'm a little, I'm sensitive to like, there's a lot of people out there who are, oh, I'm aware. And they stop at awareness. Yeah. And, yeah. Awareness is great, but the environment doesn't respond to your awareness. It responds to the results of your behavior. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so the new energy narrative then is that we're making progress. You know, the old way of thinking about energy is just like, we're dependent. You know, the problem's just too big. The future is grim. Uh, there's all these myths about clean energy. Does it work or not? Uh, there's denial about climate change. And there's a lot of a lot of climate doom and gloom. And in that environment, you know, it's easy to be apathetic and or just feel like, hey, I, I don't know if I could make a difference. But what I think Generation 180 wants people to understand is that we're, we've got a whole new shift now. and And the narrative is, Actually, we are making progress. These are these there are these great solutions out there. People are adopting them. It's working, and there's broad public support across society. You know, the trends in industry are favorable. In in my industry, wind and solar at the utility scale, it's uh, unbelievable. We supply close to ten percent of the U.S. power now, and it's growing exponentially, up and to the right. So the new narrative is essentially saying, hey, the transition is already happening. And in that lens, people realize, hey, my choices matter. I've, I've got new options. You know, I can be part of the solution. This is better for, you know, it's more affordable. And I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm hopeful, you know, more confident about the future. Let's do our part. So this is a, we're just telling the story of what's happening in this country and helping people see it. <laughs> we can be confident about the future because we, ha- we have our fingers on the control knobs. We, we don't need to ask politicians. We don't need to lobby. We don't need to ask our utilities for permission. We, we don't need, you know, we can act today and with these new products and then together with, well, I'll just, I'll leave it with that. That's the main. Something you didn't outright say, but something that I heard is not, there's a story, there's a narrative and you're giving people the experience so that they do it and they like what they do. It's not like a hardship and they realize, oh, I, I did this. I, I like it. I want to do more. Yeah. Because I think that experiential component is a major piece of, of getting people to action. And then once they act, to keep acting. Because I really love the changes that I've made in my life. Completely. And that's where 
you're right. So the transition from here's the narrative, then the question is, so what are you really doing, Generation 180? You're just sort of telling the story. And the answer is no. <laughs> you know, we have a call to action. We want people to be energy aware in their own lives. And I can say what that is. We want people to take local action. And then we want people to just spread the word. And the energy aware part is a lot about what you talk about. It's your personal life. You know, the energy aware person, first of all, the framework is they understand the transitions happening and they, they're empowered by new, the new choices. They understand them and they're determined to take action because they know what is involved, the stakes. Um, and that whole logo we've got, you know, is uh, it looks like a power button <laughs> if you sort of squint in your eyes. And the person inside represents the individual or society. And the thing wrapping around them is uh, energy awareness. And so it symbolizes you know, the power button is our ability. We've got the power to secure a healthy future. Um, so the energy aware person, we have a whole on our website, you know, lots of things you can do to lower uh, your, your own carbon footprint. Like, oh, wait, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you here for a second because I want to frame what you're about to say yeah, okay. for the listeners. And tell me if this is an accurate way of looking at things. Because sure. hearing you now talking about what's going on in energy awareness sounds to me a lot like what you described a few minutes ago about wind when you started going to those conferences. And mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but someone who someone might say, oh yeah, that was that at that time you could get into wind in the way he was, but we can't do that now. But I think that what you're doing, the energy awareness, people start showing up to generation 180 events and people I think the opportunity for someone in what you're doing is the opportunity that you had back then. So if someone's like, what can I do? I think tell me if I'm wrong, but Framing what you're about to say is people could be listening and thinking if they're if they want to do something but they're not sure what they could show up to events of yours and they could start connecting with you guys and being like how can I help and soon enough they'll be the ones who are giving the talks. Yes, completely. Um, it's a walk the talk thing. Everything about our calls to action is like we're at, we're interested in direct carbon reduction. So we're we love what the 350.org is doing for political action. It's very important. It's a big part of the story. And, and we think that individual changes, though, uh, are a great way also to, to move the needle in a huge way. So we sort of talked about the, the three calls to action are be energy aware. The second is take local action. I'm very excited about that one because we've launched a study with the Solar Foundation about solar schools. And you know we want schools that are trying to go solar to have resources. To, you know, There's 5,000 schools already in this country that have gone solar. And there's 125,000 schools in the country. And there's best practices and case studies and uh, cost analysis and all of that in, in this study that we did with the Solar Foundation. And it's the second one. The first one was done about four years ago. And you can see how much better it's gotten on the economic side. And so it's really documenting this is working. And so our volunteers, people who sign up with us, work on real projects like, hey, let's put solar panels on our school that make real decarbonization happen. But more importantly, uh, or just as importantly, the whole community or lots of it will hear about what's going on at that in their local school. Because of course, parents and administrators and students, and you know, there'll be a lot of talk about what's involved and what does it cost and do we want to do this and why. And and when they see that these things are actually going up, that's just a very clear. It's a flag. You're planting a flag in your community, and it gives people permission to talk about it seriously for their own house. 
It's like, well, what they, they did it over at the school. Why they're saving all that money? Of course, we can do this too. You know, it's studies have shown that word of mouth is the best way for for solar spread. So we feel like we can, you know, be a part of and help plant and establish solar all over the place in a high visibility way. <laughs> so anyone listening to this who's thinking, I want to do something, but I don't know what. Yeah. If they contact you, at the mm-hmm. very least, they can contribute to a project, and mm-hmm. at the very most, they could become a big leader in the field, like you are. In this, in energy awareness, in changing people's behavior, in wiring yeah. up their schools for solar, which will then start their community. Yeah, I also had the, the biggest indicator of somebody getting solar is their neighbor having solar. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and to your point, this is a huge ship, and, and the, the energy industry is massive. It connects to everything, and to change everything about energy will require years and years, and lots of people, and lots of effort. You know, in just what you said, you know. People can be a volunteer. We have a whole program for volunteers in any part of the country. They can get in touch with us and and, and plug into that, and uh, they can take on a, a you know a project like Solar Schools. They can also help spread the word. Uh, so we have a program to teach people how to give our presentation and and how to you know be a part of the communications because you know studies show that's the the best way uh, to. Spread an idea is, you know, people trust their neighbors or their, you know, family, whatever. The sources of energy that that are spoken are so much more effective than what you might do in the media. Man, this sounds like, let's put right here. I mean, it'll be on the page, but how do they contact you or who's the right person to contact? So you go to generation180.org and, and the 180s, you know, numbers. So generation180.org and, and you'll see lots of ways to get in touch with us and to sign up for our email Uh it's very, very straightforward. Um, and, and people can certainly get in touch. I suppose you could have, you know, I'm, I'm also on the website there. So, you know, if you could get in touch with me that way as well, that'd be great. Oh man. So this is, I, I really hope this leads to people contacting you. And I hope that anyone listening to this, who's like, I don't know what to do. Here you go. Does yeah, it matter if right. they're in a community where you guys are already, or can they start something if, if like say they're out in the middle of somewhere where generation 180 has no people, can they start something? Yes. You can start a chapter. You can join a chapter. And we have a whole program just for individuals who are like, look, I, I can't take on solar schools. You know, I don't have the time for that, but you know, we, we have something for individuals to act and then they can still be a part of the generation 180 team. We have monthly webinars and a lot of sort of outreach to help support, you know, people doing this. We we're basing what we're doing on what's called the citizens climate lobby model. They have uh, thousands uh, of people nationwide. And the person who helped them set up that volunteer program is uh, Sam Daly Harris. And what he says is, you know, volunteers, you really want to give them, they're raising their hand because they want to work on something meaningful. You want to give them important and meaningful things to work on. Don't waste their time and, and, and believe that, you know, anyway, so he has a lot of uh, really uh, great insight about how these things get done successfully. And I'm just going to say for your audience that Citizens Climate Lobby, I believe, is one of the most important uh, groups for uh, they're they're taking on the challenge. They have one issue. They want a carbon uh, price, a, a fee on on carbon and a and it would be a dividend back to people. So it's called fee and dividend uh, or it's a carbon tax. Uh, and they're very effective. Did I talk to you about the language for that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think because, you know. The Republican guy who who was like, 
instead of calling it an inheritance tax, called it a death tax, and suddenly support mm. for it like plummeted. Mm. And carbon tax as a carbon-based life form, I like carbon. Pollution <laughs> tax or externality tax, that to me is like, I don't like pollution. Let's tax pollution. Let's tax externalities that we all have to pay for. So I humbly submit, and maybe you could communicate to them, how about calling it an externality tax or pollution tax? I totally agree. And you have a lot of people who are saying similar things. The I'm, I'm sure I mentioned to you the book Drawdown by Paul Hawken. Yes. He edited it. Yeah, you 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 were giving me a copy, but then I, I wouldn't accept it because the physical, because I can get it from the library and I don't want to, yeah, okay. I didn't want to have to deal with the pollution of, of like now having the book. So not pollution of having a book, but once I have, yeah, I don't like to have stuff. So yes, and I got it from the library and went, read through it. So he's so accurate in his speech and very, uh, makes a similar point to you that the language is so important. You know, if you're headed towards a cliff in a car and, and you just slow down, that's not going to help you. You'll eventually get there and go <laughs> over the cliff. So slowing carbon emissions is not the idea. You know, lowering the emissions isn't the idea. His point is we need to be at a point, he calls it drawdown. It's the point at which carbon stop, carbon emissions in the atmosphere stop going up uh, and they start going down. And that's the 180 in Generation 180, right? That's switching direction. That's right. That's right. So part of me really wants to talk about the video. I'm, I'm definitely going to have your video on my site somehow. And oh, great. I don't think we have time to talk about it because I want to get to your challenge, but I'm going to mention your video, everyone who's listening, go to the video on the page or go to Generation 180's page and you'll find the video. Thanks for listening to part two of the conversation. Be sure to listen to part three and learn about energy awareness, an idea whose time has come.